This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. One hour down, one hour to go. I'm Kyle. He's James. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We're leading you right up to D'Lo and KC. That's coming up at noon. Talking a ton of Kings today after they got their third win of the season. They beat the Portland Trailblazers 121-118 in overtime. Last night at Golden 1 Center. What? No, go you for it. A, you just did like a side-eye like I did something wrong. No, you did nothing wrong. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were side-eyeing. No, uh, Michigan, the Big Ten is about to... Uh, announced their disciplinary action over allegations of sign stealing for oh i can't wait yeah we got to get that breaking news on air most of this is going to be aimed at jim harbaugh and then we have this like the war of the word the words you know like don't you don't you dare discipline our guy or we're gonna tell everybody the secrets if we've here's i don't want to dive super deep into the weeds on on big 10 football yeah but here's my my thing with it. And then we'll get to the Harrison Barnes Kessler Edwards discussion. But I get punishing Jim Harbaugh, the coach who set up this scheme to send a guy to steal signals of opposing teams. Yep. Yep. Cool. Suspension, fine, whatever that is, great. I don't think I, I heard them talking about this on Carlin versus Joe, which is a show uh, that that leads into ours on ESPN radio. And basically talking about the idea of do you punish the players when it comes to like you're do you, are you vacating wins? Mm. And then on the flip side, are you saying, hey, well, I'm not going to vote for JJ McCarthy for Heisman now because he was playing with a stacked deck because he knew what the defense was going to be doing or the Wolverines got into advantageous game scripts because their defense knew what the opposing offense was doing. And that's, I would not personally. Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. How did, how do you even accomplish this? Like, how do you get, does a guy like get buy a ticket? And then when security's not looking, he sneaks down onto the field. Like, I mean, I've seen this, like, where's Waldo, right? Like, you use, like, nondescript white guy with mustache and glasses wearing beanie. <laughs> so funny. As, like, your your plant. Mm-hmm. But how has he gotten into all these? Because, like, look, I'm media. 
and I, I can walk a lot of places that other people can't, but I can't go stand on the sidelines right next to the King's bench and just sit there and, and watch and record plays. Nope. And like, oh, look, they're going into the huddle. Hang on, I'll be right back and go hop in the huddle and like, oh, all right, you're you're running horns. I see. Uh, all right, like that. That's not like I'm I'm watching it. Like, how does the guy get there? Like, there is security measures in place. Not any rando is not allowed to go walk in and stand well, amongst other people's teams. Well, no, I know, but if I if I if well, it's a little bit different in basketball, right? Because they're not. It's not players on the sidelines holding up signs to to say, "Hey, let's run horns or elevators, whatever." Got it. Like that's something that the coach has a clipboard and he's drawing stuff up in the huddle. Yeah, at, at the timeout, right? But if if I buy a ticket to a college football game and I just go in there and I'm like, "Hey, I'm sitting front row on the fifty on the opposite side of." Michigan's next opponent. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there filming their signals and then just going back over them after the game. Like that's who's going to stop me. Who knows? Who knows hmm. that I'm there? I feel like if you're a school like Michigan, then you should be able to elevate your game. So if this is what you're doing, if you decide you're going to cheat, right? Like you should have a whole fleet of like, like you should, you should be able to do much more covert operations. Should be like, you know. I actually kind of respect the simplicity of it. I guess, I guess, but you could see like like a bug the sideline. Yeah, like a defensive coordinator's like hanging out at uh, like a hotel bar, and you could see someone like hanging out with them, and you know, like like somehow getting his playbook from him some way, or or yeah. like using a thumb drive to copy everything off of his phone. You know, there's some. There, seems you like, want you want a Mission Impossible style. Well, you're Michigan. Michigan you're, you, you have want, hundreds of millions of bucks. Like you, you should, want Michigan Possible. It, yes, yes. What I don't want is where's Waldo Michigan uh, Wolverine style. Like, <laughs> sure, like, sure. It, it, it's really strange that this is what we're dealing with. It's like they should have like MI6 people working for them, not not nondescript, you know, guy wearing like basically the mustache and glasses with the big nose. Yeah, the Mar Groucho Marx glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah like <laughs> like a really bad like, oh, I wonder who that guy is. I don't know who is this guy? Like no one on the sidelines goes, "Hey, who the hell is this guy?" Yeah. Like why is he like looking at someone's armband every time he peels the little thing back. Like, <laughs> why is he like just like no snapping reason. pictures yeah. of our plays? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. nuts. But hey, like I said, I kind of respect. I kind of respect the simplicity. I and guess. I, and I genuinely hope that that no players are are punished for for Jim Harbaugh being frankly a world class uh, weirdo and maniacal competitor. Maniacal. A Sean maniacal competitor. That's a very good way to put it. And I will throw this too. Uh Jim Harbaugh's do, a weirdo. You do know that Michigan of course is is where Chris Weber uh like took took cash and had all of the wins vacated and like Steve Fisher like probably doesn't make the Hall of Fame because Everything he did at Michigan was was washed away by mm. by Chris Weber, which is why why there was a huge rift between the Fab Five forever. 
Like that was yeah. a big riff. And I'm not to like disparage Chris Weber. He was a mm-hmm. young man and, and whatever happened, parents, whatever, whoever took money, they took money. It is what it is. But did Jim uh, Harbaugh put him up to it? But no, I just think it's funny because this is Michigan. Like that's, that's who you are. This is sort of who it is kind of weird how they're the ones that get embroiled in this stuff. Although Ohio state had their whole thing with the tattoos and Terrell Pryor and stuff. Okay. But maybe Jim Harbaugh had a hand in that as it's well. It's possible Jim Harbaugh also did that. I'm just blaming Jim Harbaugh for everything. All right. Yeah, that's right. Let's get back to the game. That was our college football talk for the year. Not for, for the year. year. That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, when, but when, when punishment comes down for Jim Harbaugh and slash or Michigan, we will, we will make sure that you know what it is because we need to talk about the Kings and Kessler Edwards and Harrison Barnes and just kind of the, I, I think I picked out Harrison Barnes and Kessler Edwards, but I want to kind of crack this egg open on the whole the different rotation that they had last night against the Blazers. I guess let's let's start with my question that, that I asked you at the last break. What does Harrison Barnes do for to to you that if they put him in a bench role, and again, like I said, I'm not trying to take away all of his minutes or anything. I don't want him to get traded or cut or anything. But if you didn't start Harrison Barnes, what do they what do they miss? Okay, so first of all, you miss the stability that you should have of him as a scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, while we want to talk about how, you know, he showed up in the first game and then, and then he's just vanished the last like handful of games. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case, right? Like I haven't looked at the game breakdowns every single, I mean, I do every single game, but like if I'm looking at his game breakdown and I, I instantly see that he's scored 33 and then 10 and then eight and then 14 and 13, and then he had a three point stinker and then 12. So of the seven games this season, Harrison Barnes has scored in double figures five times. Mm-hmm. And one time he had eight, right? I don't think Kessler Edwards can give me double figure scoring in five out of seven games. I don't think he can do it in five out of 12 games or five out of 20. Okay. Um, it's possible he can score in double figures, but he's not going to consistently do that. So whether you uh, you think that's a big deal or not, I will tell you this. Teams around the league understand that Harrison Barnes is an exceptional three-point shooter that he has been his entire career, that he's a 38 39% career three-point shooter, mm-hmm. and you have to defend him. Mm-hmm. Teams would not defend Kessler Edwards. That's a good point. They would back off of him and say, go ahead. The other thing they would do is if they did defend him, they would just go have a guy stand by him because... And probably their worst defender. Yeah. Oh, no. It would be their worst defender. They would just have him go stand by Kessler... Because then Kessler can't beat you off the dribble. He's not going to back you down. He's not going to mm-hmm. do a post move. He's not going to blow by you. Uh, if he does have a play where he goes to the basket, it's someone flying out to swat at a three-point shot, mm-hmm. and he runs by him and goes to the basket, right? So like, it's not just that Harrison Barnes is a more consistent scorer, but he's a more versatile scorer. He can sure. get to the free throw line. He can get to the basket. He can do these things. And the other thing I would point out, is if you had last year's team, right? And that's what you're basing your your idea off mm-hmm. of, that we could remove Harrison Barnes and we could put in Kessler Edwards because our offense is so good that we can withstand someone not scoring double figures all the mm-hmm. time. Okay, I get that, right? That that may, that has some merit. Like yeah, there, yeah. But what you aren't is a team that has, um, you know, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and oh, by the way, we throw in PJ Tucker. 
It doesn't matter what he scores. It doesn't matter what he does. We have, oh, and Tobias Harris. Mm -hmm. We have all of these other players that can do this, right? And you can't do this. So I, I think that's the problem. Like if Keegan Murray became the 20-point scorer, Keegan Murray, then Kessler Edwards can slide into your, your starting small forward spot. Sure. But that's not where we're at yet. Okay. That's fair. I went longer than I thought. I, no, I looked that's at fair. The clock no, no, running. that's a good answer. That's a, that that answer satisfies my my question. I do want to continue talking about the the expanded rotation for the Kings last night and figuring out what does that exactly mean going forward. Was this a one off? Is it something where you're going to start seeing these guys get more minutes moving forward? Let, let's discuss that next here on the Insider, sponsored by Jeffy Lubani, ESPN thirteen twenty. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Good Kings discussion today. It's so much nicer when they win because it's nitpicky and it's okay, this didn't go right, that didn't go right, but hey, at least they got a W. At least they're 3-4. and four. They beat OKC on Friday. It gets into 500. They've beaten a good team that, that they are definitely going to be battling for playoff position with down the stretch, and everything's all right. Now, James, do you know anything or have you heard anything that you can divulge, of course, about De'Aaron Fox's potential availability for tomorrow night? No, we continue to hear that he's getting close. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him on Friday. Uh, and then, you know, Friday and Sunday. But you got to remember, we're just like seven days in, eight days in to the injury. Like everyone wants him back so quick because he's always, he's such a quick healer. When was the injury? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off by a couple of days. Um, I, I'd have to, he, he hurt himself at the end of the Lakers game. Yes. And was that on a Sunday? That was. Uh, yeah, that was on a Sunday. So we are, oh, we're 10 days in. Like, look, this is a one to two week injury. That's it. D- depending right. on how fast he heals. Well, and that was. When he first got hurt, the conversation was, well, he had this the bad ankle injury and came back super early from that. Ergo, he might not miss any games. Yes, but and, I also try to remind people that he was 20 or 21 when he rolled mm-hmm. his ankle the first time, and now he's he'll he's be 26. Ripe old age of 25. <laughs> yeah, he's 25, but, but there is a difference because... L- way more miles. He was, well, not only way more miles, but you can look at him at that... He was a kid... He still had a a young man body, and now he he's an adult. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah, you know he's he's a grown ass man, Kyle. He is, he is. I mean, he is, uh, and it, like, and as you get older, uh, whether that's going from like thirty to forty, or it's going from twenty to twenty five, like again, ligaments, everything gets like tighter and, mm-hmm. and doesn't want to move nearly yeah. as well. And he does have more mileage on his body at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a little while. And he went with the team to Houston. He flew. And that's usually like it's a bugaboo when it comes to when it comes to ankle injuries and right. stuff. Like you you're worried about swelling and and then what that means. How long does it take to get it out of uh, mm-hmm. how long does it take to get to process the, you know, the fluid accumulation and everything else in ankles. So yeah. Yeah, so fingers crossed. No updates yet, but yeah, you know, not yet. Maybe ideally he's back tomorrow, but we don't know. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did hear yesterday that he is like getting much, much closer. I also knew at about three o'clock that Keon Ellis was starting, but I couldn't get it confirmed. 
And mm. so uh, that was something that like started to leak out a little earlier in the day. And uh, me and Brennan Nunez, my good friend Brennan, were sitting there like, okay. Who's that? Uh, Brennan. No, yeah. yeah. We were sitting there like, we're looking at, I'm like, I, I have the same thing you have. And he's like, I knew you did. And I'm like, I do. So we were waiting and waiting and waiting and pushing media relations to like confirm or to give us like the starting lineups because we knew, mm-hmm. but we had to wait until 6.30 when they actually, and it wasn't until like 6.38, they were like eight minutes late to putting it out, uh, the starting lineups, but we knew the whole time and we couldn't get it confirmed. Is this something that we're going to see more, not Keon Ellis starting necessarily? Well, A, okay, let's let's start there with him. Okay. If De'Aaron doesn't play on Friday, and again, we don't know, but in the world where De'Aaron Fox doesn't play against Oklahoma City tomorrow, is it Keon Ellis? Yes. I would Just assume it's going to be Keon it? Ellis. Yes. Oh, and Kyle, we we made everybody like log on <laughs> to the ESPN 1320 website because we were going to give them the Jiffy Lube Fast Break player of the game, and then we didn't do it. Oops. We went right in. It's a buzzer for us. <laughs> you, are, right. you are not to win a... <laughs> no. I still am. Right. Um, here we go. You said the just... password is Domas. D O M A S. Domas. Domantis Sabonis is our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. The Kings 121 to 118 victory in yeah. overtime over the Portland Trailblazers. So if you're in the chat right now, if you are out there driving in your car, don't pull over. Just go ahead and type it in while you're driving. We're okay with this. And just put right in there, Domas, D-O-M-A-S. That's it. It's nice and easy. ESPN1320.com. Hit that contest page. Enter that code word, Domas. $100 gift card, a gift certificate to Jiffy, Jiffy Loop. That's what you'll enter to win. We're giving away one of those after every single Sacramento Kings game this season. That's right. So get in there. Get your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Thanks to our friends at Jiffy uh, Lube. Jiffy Lube. Yeah, yeah Demona Sabonis last night uh, was really good. 27 points, 11 boards, 9 assists, 11 to 14 from the field. He did have the six turnovers, but for the most part, I thought, dominated that game in a way that, frankly, I've wanted to see more of since De'Aaron Fox went out. And <laughs> we're 7, 8, eight seven games in now and that's his first jiffy lube fast break player of the game honor he set the standard of physicality mm-hmm. and, and you know like look i, I ha- we have i am not ham in the chat saying sabonis still is not playing defense well he yeah no no mm-hmm. like demonis sabonis has limitations on the defensive end like he's not a shot blocker but that doesn't mean he's not playing defense like he's a perfectly fine man on like doesn't get pushed around defensive player when his uh when his teammates let a guy get through yeah he's not going to block the shot sorry but you know neither does Kevon Looney uh neither does like Steven Adams mm-hmm. like these guys aren't shot blockers like mm-hmm. there's a lot of big men that just aren't shot blockers mm-hmm. And so for me, it's okay that that's who he is as a player because he's a super strong defender, man on. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you also have to understand that his responsibilities aren't just to play defense on an individual player. It's right. also to clear out the key so he or someone else can get the rebound at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, again, averaging 12.9 rebounds per game. 
He's one of the the best defensive rebounders in the game. He is the guy, the guy who is ending the possession most times for the other mm-hmm. team with a rebound. And mm-hmm. so, like, look, is he an all-world defender? No. And he's actually, he's not even that bad in space. You don't see him get drawn out onto the perimeter and they pick on him time and time again. What you do see is that other teams are able to break down the Kings guards and forwards on the perimeter, get to get into the inside. And then Sabonis is not a shot blocker. Sorry. It is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. He's definitely not that. Um, Yeah. Looked more like himself offensively last night. Yeah. I think for, Maybe I'm missing one, but it feels like the first time all season where it just kind of looked like it did last year on, yeah, from, from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, I mean, he had double-doubles like the first week of the season. Like, it wasn't until the second Houston oh, I'm game. Talking, I'm talking about adding the assists in, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Kyle, it's really hard to get assists when your three-point shooters your point. Won't, won't hit a shot. Man, they, they, <laughs> yeah, they, made, they made this play last night where... The Blazers switched the dribble handoff. And so Domas got a smaller defender on him and just ran him basically back down into the post. They get the ball to Domas down low and basically let him operate from there. But before the Blazers could could collapse on him like we've seen teams do, he just kind of in one motion swung it out to the corner and it was funny. The defender coming down from the corner to crash down on Domas, the ball just goes by him the opposite way, open corner three. And that's more of what I want to see from from him in those spots and how I w- would like to see the Kings uh, run that more. If a team's going to switch a dribble handoff, let Domas be bigger than the guy defending him. It feels I, like they don't do that you. often enough. I get you. And I will also tell you that, like, if we'll just rewind to the first minute and a half of the game, mm-hmm. Kevin Herter bricked two layups. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone remembers Kevin Herter breaking two layups right off the right off the bat. God, you're well, dragging Kevin Herter, Jesus. Well, no, my point is <laughs> that that was the tenth and eleventh assist for Debon- uh, for Demonis Sabonis. Both of them, they're running a two man game with Kevin Herter, and I thought it was like spectacular because not only was uh, Sabonis clearing space, but Herter was was flying on on the cut to the basket, and you're like, look at Herter go. The fact that he missed him, like no one's more pissed than Kevin Herter is. But, you know, again, how do you get how do you get ten assists when your small your power forward is three of sixteen from the field? Yeah. Or four of sixteen from the field, like yeah. like Keegan was. Yeah. It's really hard to accumulate assists. Let's get into the good, bad, and ugly of last night's game. And I think we're probably gonna argue a little bit on this because um I was not as satisfied with how last night's game went. But we'll dive into that, into the uh, the Kings win over the Blazers after the break. He's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN thirteen twenty. Whoops, <laughs> reapped on the on the on the Stray Kids rejoin. We listened to this one earlier. Oh yeah, that's my bad. All right, I have two. I have a couple in here, and I I meant to play both of them, and I played the same one twice. My bad. It's only like a twenty second clip or fifteen second clip. So yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. not like you know. And it's not like the chatty house can hear it anyways. Just to finish up our chat real quick. Yeah. Jordan Poole minus five and a 16 point Wizards win last night. Good for him. Oh, I, I will honestly tell you, I did not know that Danilo Gallinari was on the Washington Wizards. I had no idea either. How did I miss that? And he ran a the plus 18. Plus 18 last night. Corey uh, Kispert plus six. Hey, I, I've never understood the DeLon Wright thing. Um, DeLon Wright, like he always plays well and he's gotten paid multiple times but i just i'm not i'm confused why he moves from one team to the next i mean he was a king for like three minutes and then he was really good Mm -hmm. and then they traded him for tristan thompson who was really bad yikes yeah yikes he said all the right things though um yeah I think he had more court cases while he was in Sacramento than he had rebounds. Ba-dum-bum. We're the insiders <laughs> sponsored by Jiffy Lube. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. Let's run through some of the good, bad, and ugly from the Kings at 121-118. Overtime win against the Portland Trail Blazers last night. We've talked about Stabana Sabonis. Let's move to Malik Monk, who I think if you just looked at the box score, if you didn't if you don't if you watched zero seconds of that game last night. And then you looked at the box score. Would you say Malik Monk had a good game or a bad game? Well, shooting-wise, he wasn't good, and he turned the ball over a bunch. Right, and that's why I think if you looked at the box score, you're going, oh, man, no wonder the Blazers stuck around. Malik Monk couldn't hit the broadside of a barn and turned it over a bunch of times. Yeah. No, but that's I, super not how it went. I think you you definitely could like initially feel that way about what he, he was how he was playing. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, Malik Monk just came up so big down the stretch. You know, again, he had the uh, the take to the basket um, that it looked like the the Kings were going to lose the game mm-hmm. because they didn't call a foul, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, Bill Kennedy and his uh, officiating crew like decides to replay to to do a replay and to see whether someone was in the restricted zone mm-hmm. in the final seconds of a game. With the Kings out of out of challenges, I thought that that was an interesting thing, and I, I think that that's a possibility that you can look at that. Well, I think it is like restricted area. I think you can look at 
I think it's that and the goaltend thing you can look at at the end of the game as <laughs> as an officiating crew, which only you know, if they call it. Only if well, uh, or only if if they still don't give it to the team that even if they they do review it and Draymond Green did hit the rim, they still don't care. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like let's be honest. Hey, it's okay. Hey, if you're if if someone's worried about that, the the Warriors got one back last night. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Aaron Gordon got away with a significant goaltend in that game. If you go watch the highlights, but okay. Um, everything evens out all the time in officiating. That's my take. Yeah. Um, but Malik, just to your point, not shooting it well down the stretch. The team needs him. Yep. In a in a big spot, no deer and Fox who has the ball in their hands, who's going to go score and make a play. It's Malik Monk. He was the De'Aaron Fox of the game. That's it. Yeah. And so he knows he's not hitting, so he goes and gets to the line. Yep. And then he hit the free. Like, that's that that kind of stuff matters. And you look and you go, wow, four for 16, he was terrible. He had five turnovers. Like, like yeah, I, ideally he's hitting more than his four of his 16 shots. Is that what it was? It was four 16? Yeah. Wow. Really bad. Oh, of seven from three. But when you know your oh, shot, yeah, oh seven. When your shot, when you know your shot is not going down. Yep. How else can you contribute offensively? And so he broke down the defense and he got to the line, and that that kind of stuff matters. So, good game for Malik. All right, overall. Hey, our guy Cam Thomas is expected to miss two weeks with a left ankle sprain. Yeah, he probably sprained it from carrying the nets offensively, or from going off of one leg to shoot too much. Okay, well, hey, you know what? Relax, <laughs> dude. Do, uh, I love it. Trista Crick, who's on with Dilo and Casey every Tuesday. She's yeah, I was, the, I was on her, uh, what's it called? The heat, heat check. check. I, I yeah. was on that yesterday, which will come out on Friday. So I'm a terrible friend, and I had not subscribed to Heat Check yet. Oh, but I'm I did a recently. terrible friend, too. I did recently. It is super fun. It's just, it's, the first one I listened to was like six minutes. The next one was like 20 minutes. And it's just Trista going, here's this NBA headline. Here's my take on it. And just like running through it. It's, it's a really great time. And she did a whole like six minute spiel on Cam Thomas the other day that was really, really funny. Okay. Highly recommend the heat check. Uh, not only because Trista does a great job with it, but uh, James, you're going to be on Friday's edition. I am. I, I enjoy a good podcast where somebody like throws F bombs at you all the thousand time. thousand percent, dude. And you're like, oh, this is fun. I'm, yeah. I'm in. All right. It's just I, a conversation. I, yeah. No, I, I thought it was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Davion Mitchell, getting back to Kings Blazers from last night, Davion Mitchell. Had a had a had a game he needed to have. He was he was good off the bench last night with he, Keon Ellis starting in front of him. He played angry, and good like for it. him. Like be angry as he, right as he should be. Somebody in the chat asked when the Davion Mitchell trade request is coming. Um, hey, look, I, I'm not going to say that's. I, I mean, who knows? Like he's a team player, but at the same time, like I I think he sees the same thing that we do. Like hey, like I, I get it. I don't really fit here. So what are we going to do about that? Because that's not really fair to either side. If if you have a player that doesn't fit and they know it and you know it, then at some point you probably need to go in a different direction. Um, but I also think that like when you, you look at what he brings to the table, he should be a guy that fits Mike Brown's system. He should be a guy that like Mike Brown would rely on. And he just has to figure out how he can be more productive within the Kings offense. And it, again, it doesn't matter about scoring. It doesn't matter about how well he shoots the ball. It really does matter about whether or not he can fit into the flow of the offense and, and like play, play the way that they want to play. And I think, and, and 
<clears throat> in the chat, I am not ham says this is so this is not you confirmed. Although I would love if it was you. And it's you just arguing with yourself. <laughs> this is like the fourth time today we've gone to him out of the chat, him or her. I'm not sure. No, he's make, uh, they they are them, making good points. Yeah. Davion played really good. He is better off the bench. He is not a starter, though. I think I agree. I don't think him with this starting unit is the right thing because with the second unit, <clears throat> it's a little more go and create instead of get it. Like the offensive hub is Domas. With the second unit, it's a little more like ball in your hands. You go make a play. Yeah. So, okay. So, I'm going to say this, though. Like, just because Davion Mitchell isn't a starter in Sacramento, like, even, I mean, whether De'Aaron Fox is here or not, whether he he wouldn't start here for this team because his game doesn't fit this team, Mm -hmm. like, I could easily see Davion Mitchell starting for the Toronto Raptors over over Dennis Schroeder. Like, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's I, I do not have any dislike for Davion Mitchell at all. I just like when I look at a a player, I can see whether they fit or not, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like I, I feel for him because this is not his style of basketball. Like and, se- oh go ahead. Like securing to beam says in the chat, he fit perfectly last night. If he plays like he did last night, every night, yes. then I think he fits fine off the king's bench. Yeah. But, but if he wants to start eventually, I don't well, think it's here. Well, no, no, it's not here. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you can't start a six foot three and a six foot tall point guard nope. at, at like two point guards next to each other that are a one six three and one six foot tall. That doesn't work. No. No and, matter how and, good they are defensively. And I like whatever the height is, like he is not six foot two. Like I stand next to Davion Mitchell all the time. Definitely not. He's not six foot two. He's not taller than I am. Well, maybe he is my height uh, with shoes on, but mm-hmm. I, at least I think. Like, like What was what was Isaiah Thomas listed as? Five nine? Uh, 5'10". My man was not 5'10". Yeah. No, no, he's no more chance. like 5'8". Yeah, no chance. Yeah. Uh, who else? Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was good last night. We talked about him a little bit earlier. It's not so much that, oh, Kevin Herter had this huge game. But it was, that just looked like Kevin Herter. And he has decidedly not looked like Kevin Herter for this entire year. So seeing one game like that is not great. Satisfied. He's back. But it is, for me a sign that it's still there like oh kevin herter didn't forget how to shoot <laughs> we saw it on we saw there. it on monday he started mm-hmm. to look like kevin herter on monday mm-hmm. he started to look like himself the last couple of games mm-hmm. but you saw it like of all the people that were at fault for what happened in the houston rockets game i did not think it was kevin nah. herter. like he was moving he was flying yeah. around he was playing with the intensity but no one else was you're mm-hmm. like what's happening here um like, like kevin herter is a very good basketball player yeah, and if you guys want to listen to his interview uh, from last night, um, go to my my Twitter handle at James underscore Ham NBA, and I have video from him last night in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very very good interview, very uh, like introspective and really really on point. And like, look, not every they they messed with him and shook his psyche in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And he's coming out of it. And as you he's should be, as a professional athlete. Yeah, he's going to be a better player because of it. You hope so. Yeah, he's going to be more resilient bef- because of it. But it goes back to everything that we talked about with him before the year. It was, or not before, but but during the preseason and then, and then when he was struggling early in the year. It's like he needs to figure out ways to help out, whether it's assists, rebounds, picking up the defensive intensity because then the shot will come. The shots will start to fall. And I think that's what we've seen. 
So all the credit to him for not just disappearing because his his shot wasn't going down. Yeah. He started pulling down more rebounds. He started dishing out a couple assists. And then, lo and behold, look, he remembers how to shoot. Yeah, it's pretty miraculous that uh, a career, like, near 40% shooter can shoot the basketball. It like, is stunning. Like, just everyone just stand back. The analytics and, didn't predict this. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, just, like, there are matchups that don't work against certain mm-hmm. teams, certain players. Like, there have been some matchup issues here. Mm-hmm. There have been some, like, again, tinkering and some uh, some some things that, that knocked Kevin off his game. He somehow didn't come in with uh, just shooting the ball like he normally does. Like, there are a lot of things. And I know a lot of people, are, oh, he wasn't right after the All-Star break. It's like, uh, go back to the month of March. He shot, like, 48% from three. Mm-hmm. He was right. Yeah. It was that he fell apart in the playoffs. And again, he's got to be better. And, I, and I'm not making excuses for the guy. He does. He's got to be better. But at the same time, I think the demise of, of Kevin Herter was grossly exaggerated. No doubt. And he was he was good again last night. Alex Len and Kessler Edwards, they get into the rotation. They contributed. And this is something I wanted to ask you earlier. And then yeah. we kind of got off topic. But did you see enough where, okay, so you said saw enough from Keon Ellis. He should start if tomorrow if De'Aaron Fox is out. Okay. Is it now Alex Len over JaVale McGee for that second center spot until Trey Lyles is back? Um, I, I think you're going to go a 10 game stretch here or a five game stretch where Alex Lynn gets a shot. Y- you have to, I he think was you good. Do. he was really good last night. He was really good at the end of last season too. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, they signed him quick, which I was surprised that they signed him so quick, but it's because he was impactful for them <laughs> a- and he was a good teammate and he showed up every day and he was a big leader behind, uh, the scenes about maintaining your body. He's a player who's had health issues who's had a bunch of like lingering things throughout his career, and that's not who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really happy for Alex when he gets an opportunity every time because, again, there's something about being a good teammate, about having the right perspective, and about being you know, like a good soldier because behind the scenes, if when you're not playing, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. He works to get better every day. He works with Jay Triano every single day on those passes that Malik Monk hit him on during, during the game last yeah. night. Jay Triano throws those passes to him every single day in warmups and in practice, like trying to make sure he's ready to catch all kinds of different looks. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that like, even though he's a veteran, he knows he can get better and mm-hmm. he goes in there and, you know, whether he got in the way of Shaden Sharp or if he blocked a shot, I don't know whatever happened there. Cause we didn't get a good review of it, mm-hmm. a replay of it, but you need a guy who's willing to like, okay, here's my body. I'm going to throw it on the line. And, Whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there, and a guy's trying to catch a body. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give it my best, and whatever happens, shot I'm okay with. Block. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, it becomes a huge play in the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like what Alex Lynn's doing, and for right now, like give him five games. Like yeah, he, you, you have to. You can't be like, oh hey, good job. That just sends the wrong message to me, and yeah. that's that's a little bit what I think about Ellis and Edwards and Len last night. Is yeah. they all played and they played well enough. That if you go, okay, now back to the end of the bench with you. That just sends the wrong message, I think. Because you had you had these guys go out. They did everything you wanted to do. It was energy. They were fine defensively. They didn't mess anything up colossally. That's what you want. That was the goal of putting them in. And it can't just be, hey, did you see what they did? Okay, now here you go. Everybody else, JaVale, you're back in there. 
Yeah, I would say this. Um, Sasha, you're back in there. Adding De'Aaron Fox to that mix like makes those players even better mm-hmm. because they're players who need big-time scores in mm-hmm. order to disguise some of the things that they do. Mm-hmm. And that goes for Keon. It goes for Kessler. It goes for Alex Lynn. If you have De'Aaron Fox in the game, that's why it makes it easy for JaVale McGee to to be the player he is, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that if you're going to like give these guys a shot, Keon Ellis is a guy who's going to lose him in his first because he's basically just filling in for, for Fox at this point. Mm-hmm. And Davion Mitchell went out and played 27 minutes, had his best game of the season. So he's he's holding on to his spot as long as he's going to like give that type of energy and, and be that type of player, like be forceful. Um, but with Alex and Kessler, like, why not? Like, I had also point out, I think it's really interesting, Kyle, that your three acquisitions in the offseason, Sasha Vizenkov doesn't play. JaVale McGee does not play. And Chris Duarte played 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Those were your it three acquisitions. Great. Yeah. Like, Mike Brown has to go with what's, what he knows mm-hmm. and what is working and not worry about politics inside the office or anything else. That's it. Go out there and put the the best like nine or ten guys that fit what's happening mm-hmm. and and let it roll. Uh, yeah, I think for for me, I'm doing the exact same thing against OKC. De'Aaron Fox or not? Well, oh, check that. Keon Ellis isn't starting if De'Aaron Fox is is healthy. Yeah. So that's that's not what I meant by I'm rolling with the same thing, but. Kessler Edwards, I'm letting, I'm giving some burn. I'm giving, I'm finding a way to get Keon Ellis some burn, and same thing with Alex Lynn. Yeah, that's 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 kind of where that's at. Let's talk I about agree. some. Let's talk about some of the bad. Um, I don't love that they had to take the Blazers to overtime. No, I, I don't I, love that. I I, I get my what you're saying. Thing. I get what you're saying, Kyle. Like you and I had you this called discussion. them marginal. I think they're less than marginal. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, I don't love that it took overtime either, but. This team needed a win so desperately. 100%. And they're not playing that well right now. They're trying to figure out why they're not playing well. And mm-hmm. like I talked earlier in the show, um, like this is kind of like, you know, like math in school where, you know, you, you take one year of math, but then the next year it's really based off of the previous year. So if you didn't do what you're supposed to do in the previous year and then you're going into year two, and and you have problems. You're gonna have problems because mm-hmm. you skip some steps, right? And yeah. I think the Kings skip some steps. And I think Mike Brown is going back and he's trying to clean up some of the steps that they missed mm-hmm. as they jump from a 30 win team to a 48 win team. And sometimes that's painful. Sometimes you're gonna fail tests. Yeah, and that's okay. But at the same time, I would rather uh, fail a test and still win the game. Sure. Than fail a Can test I- and lose a game. The Kings got the the arrow pointed the right direction last night. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and go, the Kings are back. That's disingenuous to them. They were so much better last year than they were last night. And so to sit here and say, hey, that overtime win against a beat-up Blazers team, even without De'Aaron Fox, is they are here, baby. Like, no, they're not. No. Last year's, last year's Kings team would have beat the team that, that played last night at Golden 1 Center. By 25. At least. Yes. So that's that's what I want to avoid. I don't want it to be, hey, whatever happened last night was fine. Like Malik Monk can go four of sixteen every night. Like, no, he can't. Keegan Murray has to continue figuring it out. Um they they can't they can't turn it over a bunch of times late. Yeah. You can't have eleven combined turnovers from So there's all these like little things that again, they're not there, but to your point, 
And I think the the overarching most important thing here is 82-game season, they were heading the wrong direction going into last night. And last night at least pointed the arrow back the right direction. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said about Kevin Herter. Like, yeah. I don't think Kevin Herter had a perfect game. But what sure. Kevin Herter did do is have a game that he can build on. Mm-hmm. And Kyle, you cannot build on the game they had on Monday. <laughs> no. no, you cannot build. Uh, th- sure there can't. is nothing there. <laughs> you take that, like Mike Brown needs to see the game film. No. Mike Brown needs to burn the game film mm-hmm. and move on and forget Scrap that game ever happened. Scrap it and say, how do we get better? And then I think that last night's game, it wasn't great. It was a win and you can build on it. And you're starting to see games from players, mm-hmm. individuals that you can build on. And once you start getting everybody back up to speed mm-hmm. and learning all their algebraic formulas sure. and, and understanding you know, the principles then you can start moving forward again. But for right now, everyone's got to catch up. Uh, last couple things here, and these tie together. Jeremy Grant goes for 38 points. Yeah. Like, sure, man, whatever. And then the Blazers shot 50.6% for the field. Not good enough. It's definitely not good enough. It's not good enough. You don't love that. Nope. What was his name? Did something Mays? What is it? I had never, Skyler, Skyler Mays. I had never heard of Skyler Mays in my life <laughs> until last night. And he goes for 18. Oh, and then they put Moses Brown in. I'm like, oh, no, Moses Brown is It was in. so many. It Please was don't so, hurt somebody, Moses. It, it was so many dudes last night who I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like two years ago, OKC. You're like, who in the world is that? The like, only the only reason I know who Tumani Kamara is is because my buddy covers the Suns. Okay. And when they let him go, he was like, I think this is a mistake. I think he can play a little bit. Oh. And sure enough, he can. He wasn't bad last night. Shout, right. out, shout out to Monty Kamara. Uh, ugly from last night, Keegan Murray's game. Oh. Four of 17 from the field, one of six from three. Like, Make a decision. Just do, just whatever you're going to do. Stick just with do. it. Make a decision and stick with it because yeah. that's what I feel. He's tentative. If if being aggressive right now is going to hurt Keegan Murray like this, then go back to whatever he was doing last year. Go hang out on the perimeter and shoot threes. Until he builds his confidence? Yeah. Okay. If that's if you have to go backwards to take a couple steps forward, that's fine. But whatever he's doing offensively right now uh, uh, isn't working. Again, he's a player that's going to look a lot different with De'Aaron Fox on the, yeah. on the floor. Yeah, you're right. And then 21 turnovers is a no-go. That's too many. They've been yep. really good taking care of the ball this year. 21 is too many. You're not going to win a lot of games where you're giving the ball away 21 times. If they cut that number to 15, they win last night by multiple scores. Yes. So cut down that number. That was ugly. You know what else is ugly? Uh, Bears Carolina. Bears Panthers. <laughs> Thursday night football uh, tonight. I was going to ask a prediction, but instead I'm going to ask, how much of this game are you going to watch? Uh, that would be not much. Might, I might spend an evening with the wife, especially with that's, all the games we have lately. Um, uh, yeah. That's very good for you, a good decision. This is a, it's going on my laptop and will be up, and when I walk by, I'll look to see what's happening, but it's, I'm not dialing into It's one. two and seven nice. against one and seven. You couldn't have flexed this. You couldn't have found a way to get something that someone yeah, would watch. You can't flex out Thursday night. Oh, not at this point of the year. goodness. Horrible. All right. We got to go. D'Lo and Casey are next. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. We've been the Insiders. He's James. I'm Kyle. We are sponsored by Jiffy Lube. The password is Domas. Domas at ESPN1320.com. Click that Jiffy Lube contest page. Enter D-O-M-A-S for a chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. D'Lo and Casey next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.